Stellar Discussions, a podcast by Public Node members. Public Node is a nonprofit organization led by Stellar community members working together to support the open and inclusive Stellar network. So this podcast is a place where community members can discuss all things Stellar. Uh, my name is Brian Goldberg. I've been an active member of the Stellar community for several years. I've ran Scavenger Hunt using the Lobster Wallet, had podcasts previously, and hopefully you'll be seeing me in hackathons coming up over the next year. I'll be joined uh, today by Daniel. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Daniel. A lot of people know me. It's Mago Fox. Uh, I have also been around Stellar for for some time now, not, not quite as long as some of the folks, but certainly more than a year. I think my catchphrase is, I'm a mostly non-developer, enthusiastic about Stellar. Yeah, I wish I could steal that. It's really good, but you already took it. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to share, Brian. Anytime. <laughs> so, you know, this this podcast, I mean, Public Note is your baby, and this podcast was, was, was your idea. What do you want this podcast to be about? I actually don't think the podcast was my idea. Actually, I think... <laughs> I think the podcast with Brian Goldberg was, was the original idea, but we were discussing then, we both thought that why don't we try to fold it into Public Node in some way? So Public Node is a nonprofit organization. It's owned by no one. It is a voice for the public community of Stellar to have a voice in the public ecosystem. So whether that's through validating nodes or even through our physical voices through podcasts. So I thought, as you agreed, that we thought Public Node would be a great place to host that and actually hear through our voices us talk about Stellar. That's that, that made perfect sense to me. And of course, I jumped on the opportunity and kind of expand on the purpose of Public Node. We take that to this podcast as well. So if you have ideas, if you'd like to be on an episode, reach out to us. If you have other ideas about how to get the word out about Stellar in terms of marketing and education, Public note is there for you as well. So it, it is this this public forum for the for the Stellar community. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Because Public Node is an official nonprofit organization, we are inclusive just like the Stellar network itself. So to the extent you have ideas, if you want to be part of this podcast, if you're developing something that uh, you want to share with us, please do it. Just know this is a non-developer forum. So you're going to actually get kind of probably a different perspective when you come and talk to us than you might if you were talking from developer to developer. That's a, that's a great point. And to segue to that, uh, for this episode, we'd like to talk about the big news at Public Node, which was that us as members got to vote on the protocol changes. And we thought in this episode we could talk about the protocol changes, not at a technical level. In fact, actually, maybe get a few things wrong but what these protocol changes mean in terms of use cases for end users. Just to add as a note, on the public node website, there's a blog about the protocol changes. So after you listen, you can read that and really start to absorb what this new functionality is. Yeah, I think that's a, a great segue. We're really excited. This is our first vote as a community because we run validator nodes as a community. We get a vote on changes to the protocol. 
So the Stellar protocol changes, uh, a lot of folks know this already, but we'll go over it really quickly, uh, is constantly evolving, whether it's evolving to changes in the world or just simply getting better and stronger and adding features. So with that, developers, people work at Stellar Development Foundation itself, but any developer located anywhere can actually propose to improve the protocol, which is essentially the rules of engagement and, and how the, the open network runs and how everybody communicates with each other and how a really important part of it is how a bunch of independent entities can all agree on what happened, who paid whom and who owns what. So that is all the protocol. And our first vote is happening on version 13. And as Brian said, uh, we have a blog going on that, but there's actually some of the improvements are probably going to go over the head of the common person. They just want to use it. They don't want to know about the details, the technical details. But there are a few of the features that they are upgrading that I think will hit home to us just everyday users of Stellar. So what is your favorite upgrade, Daniel? Yeah, you know, I think my favorite upgrade of all of them is CAP27. One of the authors of it was David Mazeres, the uh, chief technical scientist at Stellar Development Foundation, but it goes and fixes or it attempts to fix I think, a problem of Stellar, at least a thorn in its side for quite some time, and that's related to memos. And what this does is it allows someone to embed the memo, whatever the memo happens to be. It could be uh, something that an exchange uses to identify which account holder it is, or it could be something as simple as thank you for buying this product. It could be it could be any any kind of memo. It could be an invoice, you know, an invoice number. So it integrates in people's point of sale systems, but uh, it can be integrated into the wallet address, just a single wallet address, a 56 character wallet address. And there's no add-ons. Anybody who is on the forums constantly sees that I forgot my memo. I sent a payment to Coinbase or Kraken or any of the exchanges. And my payment didn't show up on the other side. And I think if the exchanges adopt this, they can have a single wallet, which is good for them for just an operational standpoint, it simplifies their life, but it also makes it so the user can't forget the memo. It is inherent in the actual address itself. So I think that uh, just from a usability standpoint and a customer service standpoint, it is a huge improvement, particularly if exchanges or any wallet developers actually start integrating it into, well, one, it gets adopted and voted on. And two, if those clients actually start using it. I just want to go into a little more detail about that I forgot my memo thing, because that is that is a really big deal. Centralized exchanges like Coinbase, custodial exchanges, meaning they're basically a crypto bank. They hold all the funds in a handful of accounts. If you send your seller to Coinbase or to Kraken, or to one of these exchanges, it goes into their one main account, their kind of their general fund. You don't have your own public key at these exchanges. And so they need to identify you that let's put in our private internal database, let's mark the funds went to Daniel. And so they use the the memo to do that. So it goes to public key equal Coinbase but memo equal one, two, three, four, five, which to them signifies, let me make sure I add money to Daniel's account. So if there's no memo, it just goes into basically a black hole. And you know, from what I've read, it could be potentially months before 
they really work out that the money should have gone to you and it's credit to your account. And sometimes it doesn't get credit to your account ever. So this really fixes a, a big loophole and it and just adds more trust to working on blockchain. You know, in the traditional financial world, if you could send money and you forgot a couple letters and just the money would be gone, that, that's just not acceptable. And so it can't be acceptable in the new financial world. It would be like someone like taking their cash out of their wallet and kind of throwing it at their brick and mortar bank <laughs> and expecting them to know what to do with it. It, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't work in the real world. It doesn't work in Stellar. So that that's the big one. There's some others as well. What is fee bump transactions, cap 15? Okay, so fee bumps is actually another kind of interesting cap that I think the general person could, could relate to. And in that one, it allows anybody to pay the fees of a transaction on the Stellar network without actually having to cancel the transaction and resubmit it with higher fees. So the Stellar network has transaction fees. It's more of a spam prevention mechanism. So to the extent that if the network starts getting busy or people are sending lots of transactions into the network, it's open, anybody can use it. This is a mechanism to increase the cost economically for that person or to prioritize higher priority transactions during really busy moments on the ledger. This allows someone to basically submit something with, let's say, a low fee, and it got really busy, or even that the actual protocol itself was changed to increase the fees for now until forever, because we decided that the fees are too low. That transaction could have been signed a year ago, and it's sitting out there and maybe it has a reoccurring element in it. And if the fee goes up above its minimum, it's possible could get stranded forever on, on the network. And that's something that you really don't want to do. So uh, instead of canceling that transaction and resubmitting it, which probably isn't a big deal for you know me or for you just to resubmit it, but the Stellar network is going to work for huge institutionals. That might require many large entities signing and agreeing on something. And the fees on Stellar are tiny. So even when they're increased by a little bit, we're probably still talking a cent or two, the very most. And the last thing you want to do is have to stop, resubmit a transaction that requires the head of many of these large institutions to re-sign and go through the process to uh, essentially make up what could ultimately be just a couple of cents. Uh, that just is not cost effective. And so this allows someone to go ahead and increase the amount of fees that that transaction basically make up the difference, pay the postages away to think about that to, to make it happen. I think in the real world, we see this too. A lot of times postal service will get a package and deliver it and realize that it weighs heavier than the amount of postage that was placed on the package. So a lot of times they'll come to the door and they'll give you an envelope and they'll say, hey, this is $1 short of our postage fee. Can you please make up the difference? And so instead of sending that all the way back to the sender and making them redo it all, they just go ahead and and allow someone to pay the fee and deliver the package. That's a that's a really that's a really good analogy. I, I like that. I hadn't hadn't thought of it like that. And in the same vein, if you're sending a billion dollar package, you might just want to prepay a slightly higher fee just in case. Yeah, and actually, a, a really interesting use case of this is beyond just what we're example of the fees not being enough. The other one is there's some users out there that might want to manage the fees for their users. And the cap itself actually provides an example of that, which I think is pretty interesting and could lead to one of our future podcasts where we're going to actually talk about gaming and Stellar. But some users of Stellar might actually want to manage the fees for their users. So instead of adding that complication of 
let's say someone wanted to send an item in a game to somebody else, they just want to manage the fees for those users. And it actually simplifies that a lot. So the users don't have to worry about having the right postage on the axe that they're sending to somebody else to use gamer or something like that, that they can actually just manage that themselves and just makes it a lot easier. I think actually that that goes far beyond gaming. I think maybe uh, I read somewhere and I might be wrong. I read somewhere that the origin part of the origins of this cap is the new Vega pay wallet, which is basically a Venmo. And if, if you want to provide people with a wallet that has pesos and dollars and you don't want them to really care at all that it's on Stellar, you need to prepay their trust lines so that they just don't even know that exists. It disappears into the background. And this cap will, will help them do that. Uh, I, there are probably other use cases. Stellar X prepays all your fees when you do transactions. I know that's a bit different, but it all is in the same vein of let's take care of all of these Stellar fees and minutia in the background. And so the user doesn't even need to know that the app is on a blockchain. They just use the functionality of the app. Yeah, I had actually thought about that use case, but I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, anything that we or Stellar can do to make this seamless and easier for the user is just huge. I think that's what all blockchain is kind of struggling with a little bit and getting over that next hurdle of making this just so seamless and behind the scenes that all the mechanics, the spam filters, and any other mechanics of the blockchain are just are just done. They're just out of your way. And I think you nailed a brilliant one with Vega. That's smart. So there were other caps, but we wanted to keep this podcast at a reasonable length. If you wanted to talk about additional caps, uh, you and the audience, please let us know. And we could, we could do so in a future episode. But in future episodes, we already have plans to talk about gaming, to talk about merchant payments. You know, two days ago at a public node meetup, we started talking about how do non-custodial wallets make money? What, what is the business model there? So that could be another great episode. We're an open book. We're, we're here for your feedback. Anything to add to that, Daniel? No, I think that's that's great. We're, we're looking for content. We're looking to take guests. Uh, we actually, if you just want us to talk about the topic, just hear it, even if you're a developer and say, hey, be kind of funny to hear these guys talk about uh, something technical and try to break it down for people. Please, please send that our way, and and we'll consider it for our podcast. And then, or if you want to be a guest on here and unveil a new product, or even have us test something out and let everybody know what we think about it and what we think went went right and and maybe areas of improvement. Yeah, we're talking to you, Stellar Fund winners. Congratulations! That happened today. That's uh, that's excellent. I, I love seeing the projects being proposed and seeing which ones come on top. It's cool. Thank you for listening. And you will hear from us next time. You will. Until next time.